World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Age of Conan. an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Age of Conan Magnetic. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Listen to those channels. Welcome to episode 87 of Channel Massive. Woo! It is Thursday. By God. April something. April Fool's Day? <laughs> no. I think it's the 20, 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. 23rd sounds good. Yep. When we record, I'm not allowed to touch computers, so I can't use my fancy calendar devices to let you know for sure. But we will assume. We, yes. Uh, we, have, we don't like Noah to have technology. <laughs> He's going to be doing this all for memory. <laughs> they want me to become Ludite Noah. Yeah. He's a, he's a human computer from Dune, a Mintad, if you will. <laughs> so you may notice there's only two of us talking. That's because Jason is taking a personal day. Yes. He doesn't have too many left. No, no, we are keeping track. <laughs> I don't uh, believe he requested approval before taking his time off. Yeah, he technically is AWOL. He did call. But, uh, you know. We hope that he's doing well, and we look forward to him joining us for episode 88. Yes. But in the meantime, you're stuck with us. Yes, and we don't know what to say. So <laughs> Actually, we have plenty to it, talk about. That's true. Thanks to Jason, actually. Yeah. Jason made sure that he gave us plenty of homework before he went and took a personal For succumbing to his illness. Yes. He's not feeling well. No. And this is more so than what you may think. <laughs> yeah. More so than how he normally sounds on the show. <laughs> yeah, which is normally fairly constipated. But this time, <laughs> this time, something else is afoot. It's funny when you say those things, I could just hear in my mind Jason's responses. <laughs> just in sync with it. Like, well, fuck you, man. That's <laughs> why I always take advantage of missing members for the podcast to get my, get my digs in. Because it's like indefensible. <laughs> so, That's right. Yeah. So first, Mark and I will talk about what we've been playing. Oh, yeah. We've got some feedback in the form of Twitters. Tweets. Tweets. Which we'll take. And then we have a bunch of news on all different types of topics. And then we have Blogosteria. Blogosteria. <laughs> on an MMO topic. MMO topic. Free Realms. Ah, uh, yes. Just to tease it, I'm just, that's all I'm going to tease it with. So something to look forward to. Mark, and are you looking forward to it? I am, I am poised. Uh, I am... Ready to pounce. Ready to pounce <laughs> upon it. That's <laughs> unfortunate. It'll be the last thing we talk about, because I'm ready now. <laughs> okay. Well, hold that, hold that thought, hold that pose. Uh, <laughs> and let's get into what we're playing. Breathe. Let's... Hey. <laughs> 
So there's only two of us to talk about what we've been playing this last week, so this should probably go pretty quickly. I was thinking we could we could guess what Jason's playing and and yeah and say it for let's him. Let's do that. What has Jason been playing? Do you think, Mark? I think he went off the deep end on Peggle. Yeah, if he didn't or was that already. last week? That was last week. Yeah, he went and bought a second copy of the game on DS just to replay it after playing all the way through it on Xbox Live. Yeah, so so a lot of Peggle. <laughs> Um, and then he graduated to Free Realms. And yes, so maybe he's got some Free Realms experience now. And then I'm gonna take a leap of faith. I guess he didn't play Champions Online the beta. No, because he too advanced. He, yeah, he gave me that to try out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he probably played some Fallout Three, but not enough to really say anything specific. Mm-hmm. Meaning, probably got into it and decided it was time to go to sleep. We're back to Peggle. Or back to Peggle. Wonderful, <laughs> luscious Peggle. <laughs> and then he probably played the crap out of um, uh, uh, Guitar Hero Metallica. Oh, so he could play all the songs he's downloaded. Yeah. As well. His DLC. So, there you have it. That's what Jason did. What about you, Noah? What would you do? I wish that I had played more, actually. If I'm remembering correctly, I think I've only played on my DS. And oh wait, I, I did play a little bit more Resident Evil Five, and I also played some Left 4 Dead with a friend this weekend, who was just a new friend I made who likes to play video games in town, and he said he really loved Left 4 Dead the one time he played it. So we played through the Blood Harvest campaign, and finally, I was able to get through it from beginning to end. That was the only campaign left in the game. That I hadn't played the beginning from beginning to end and gotten the achievement for it. Oh yeah. And I wasn't in, I intended to win this time and, and my friend had said that he wasn't really good at the game. He actually was just fine. But to make to ensure our success, I didn't let any real life players join us. I had the <laughs> computers play the other two. Oh wow. Sure enough, that helped us win. What do you know? I finally got through the damn farmhouse at awesome. the end. Awesome. Oh, that's good. That's so cool. we played that, we played a bunch of left for, or Resident Evil Five, which is I finished the game, but I totally have no problem going back and playing again and continuing to level up my guns. And it just it doesn't get old. It's really really fun. Does that game never end? <laughs> <laughs> no, it has a beginning and an ending. So you're not riding a a cocker spaniel looking like dragon around in it. Like no. <laughs> in that one movie. <laughs> no. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we will. That's another teaser for you guys. <laughs> And then I've played a lot of my DS. Oh, that's cool. Which, it's strange. I've always, and for years and years and years, probably like 10 years, I never got a Game Boy. Like, I don't want to play that. Use Play those antiquated black and white graphics and then even the color ones, which was really just a sepia tone version and different shades of the black and white. Yeah, the like, Ted Turner version. Yeah, and so it's just like, but I did finally break down. My first Game Boy was actually... And you cried. 
Yeah, I did. My first Game Boy was actually yellow Pikachu branded. Oh God! (laughs) It was so tacky. It is tacky. I still have it. Uh, It made me think of Blood Elves for some reason. But I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) Then I got a Game Boy Color, and then I got a Game Boy Advance, and then I got a Game Boy Advance SP, and then I got a Game Boy Advance SP that looked like an old Famicom. You're such a consumer. And then I got a DS, and then I got a DS Lite. But all those systems, even the DS, I waited a year before I got it. I waited a year before I got my 360. My point is, is I've always felt that with Nintendo machines, I was a console gamer first. Mm-hmm. But I, the G, between the GBA SP and the DS, I've really become quite the handheld gamer. And I've had more games and more fun experiences, I believe, on my DS than my Wii. Wow, that's which is kind of s- sad, frankly. Yeah, you kind of alluded to that in a private email, which we won't mention. <laughs> yeah. That so. was off the record. Yeah. I'm putting this one on the record. The The difference being, there have been some games that I really, really love on my Wii, such as The Blob and Super Mario Galaxy and House of the Dead Overkill. But there's just been way, many, many more games. I, I've, I've not actually inventoried how many games I have on my DS, but I bet I've got probably like close to 30 now. Gosh, yeah. It's... I just really like it a lot. Hmm. And so that trend continued this weekend. I got Pagel Dual Shot. Oh, man. So which, did Jennifer. That's a, a crack rock game. Jennifer got it, too. Did she? Mm-hmm. I was, I was going to recommend she get it, actually. It's very fun. And I also got Electronic Arts' Henry Hatsworth and the Puzzling Adventure. She's got that, too. Really? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about suggesting that, but I thought it might be too hard because yeah. it's beating my ass. And it's I'm a pretty second. tough oh, yeah. The first, the first level of the second world, which is I think six or seven levels in, it's, it starts off, as a moderately challenging platformer, mm-hmm. and then in the second world, it's probably the equivalent of being, fifty or sixty percent of the way into a Super Mario Brothers game. Good lord! Yeah. Wow, that I sounds mean, the, great. It's hard. I mean, all of a sudden, it's requiring very precise jumping on the walls and jumping off the walls. Yay, very jumping. precise shooting of of a, of a or throwing of a bomb through oh, little wow. tiny cracks so that you can hit a switch or else you can't progress. And then you have the puzzle stuff going on in the bottom half of the screen, which is really fun. Right. Uh, but wow, the wow. game kicks your butt. It is not for novices. <laughs> it is not for platformer neophytes. It's hard. That's crazy. But huh. it's got great graphics, great music. And it's fun, but it kicks your ass. Oh, that's kind of cool. So once I started playing Pagel Dual Shot, I'm like, I can take a qu- quite a long break from Henry Hatsworth. <laughs> and that game is just, it's so addictive. There was a couple nights this last week where I needed to go to bed earlier than I did. Oh, and I'm like, I'm yeah. going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing. <sighs> and I'm stuck on the last level of the first game. Oh, man. But I will You defeat will it. defeat it. Yes. What about you? What have you been playing? Um, so, um... Okay, so we're working on a new intro for the podcasts, and I've been working on that quite a bit. And yeah. so instead of playing Warhammer with you when you said you had something come up, I um, instead of trying to catch up with you, I worked on the intro. Oh, great. <laughs> um, it's so, going to be really cool, listeners. So I've been playing a program called Sonar Producer and another program called Reason, <laughs> which aren't games. Um, doing that, I've been, I've been trying to get in front of my computer at the right time to do the Champions beta online. Those windows are so narrow, aren't they? Yeah, it's like, you know, from 5 to 9 o'clock Pacific time. When your baby's awake. Uh, yeah, or, or at least <laughs> or when I'm work. Or I'm work. You know, well, it's Pacific, so it's it's a slight shift. But, yeah, it's just by the time I get everything settled down and get down here, it's like I 
I don't have time. And then I've been playing or trying out the uh, Fallen Earth beta, and that seems pretty cool. Mm. Although, like, you know, you're not supposed to say anything yet. And then um, Free Realms, I have got the sign up, but I haven't I haven't actually played it yet. Um, and then I've been playing a little bit of City of Heroes just because the dang architect thing kind of roped me in. So that sounds really cool. Yeah, whenever I have a chance, I, I made a new character with a shield. And, uh, and, oh, cool. the, and the electric um, melee thing. We called her TRX3 because she's a little robot. So she's Trixie. Trixie. Trixie the robot. <laughs> Leet so, speak Trixie. Yeah, the lead speaking cyborg. So I've been I've been um, doing that. And then I have a... Um, I got an iPhone the other day. And so I've been playing a lot of the little games for iPhone. Although there's nothing right now that I even feel like mentioning that's super cool you know they're all they're all pretty interesting but there's nothing that really stands out except i did well i did get this galaga remix that's pretty cool hmm. so it's like the original galaga galaga game but with a touch screen which makes it slightly different and then there's so it's a, not an acid like no galaga but the Legends? remix isn't the acid version that, that's, that's for bad. the xbox it's that's different. the galaga for this generation yeah <laughs> you are yeah. part of the previous generation that ah, could not nam. handle the overstimulation of your senses. Back when I was fighting Gooks and um, fighting Charlie, we were hunkered down. <laughs> they Pain came around at 4 p.m. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been a more of a work working week than a gaming week for me. But um, I have high hopes for next week. <laughs> wow, we shall see. You've got a lot on your plate with the new baby and the existing baby, and yeah. And new contention between and... the two, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, site redesign we need to get out, and a new intro, and and all that, and then of course employment. But yeah, damn employment. Yeah, tell me about it. So, well, let's get into our tweet back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Jason's hard work, lots of Twitter messages Tweet. and direct messages from Twitter and stuff in between our Twitter accounts and your Twitter accounts. We want to say thank you very much. It's really cool how many of you are out there that Jason has been able to track down. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to track us down, we are under twitter.com slash channel massive, but by no means do not consider this as us saying stop emailing us. We still would love to hear your emails and your audio recordings. You can send those both to mail at channelmassive.com or you can leave us a Skype voicemail using the Skype messenger at channel.massive.skype. It's been a long time since I've said that, so I had to think yeah. that one through. But for our feedback, we'll just share a couple things that I'm not really sure is worth talking about. <laughs> well, OpenEdge 
had a request for us that going in line with our new format, he gave us something not at all related to MMOs, let alone video gaming. It's so out there. He says, want to rant about something for your next episode? Save Chuck, NBC's Monday, slash rant off. If you guys follow OpenEdge1 over on Twitter, he's been spamming his Twitter account with a bajillion messages about saving Chuck. I just did a skim, and I picked up on that. He really likes Chuck. I've never seen... Have you seen Chuck, Mark? Just the commercials. I've heard it's really good. I had a friend who told me that he thought I reminded him of the main character. Really? Of that, Chuck? Yeah. My friend was said that Chuck reminded him of me, which is... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's really hard to say grammatically, but hopefully you understand what I'm saying. Which made me want to see the show. I don't know if that's supposed to be complimentary or not. Yeah. I was once told I reminded someone... Of a of a character on a TV show, and then I watched it, and the character was like totally someone I hated and annoying. And I was like, "Well, those those grounds for an ass whooping is what I'm thinking." But our friendship is over. Our friendship's over. You've been disgraced. Go to the go to the corner of shame. Yeah, it was not good. So yeah, so maybe I shouldn't see Chuck. You always remind me of Gordon Freeman, but I try. You know. I need to have as many additional identities as possible. And for our listeners, no one's ever heard Gordon Freeman actually talk, so maybe he sounds just like Noah. That's true. He probably yeah. does. Yep. Could be. What? Who else tweeted us on Twitter? We've heard of people. We've heard from Tippa. We've heard, or Tippa, or however you pronounce that. We've also heard from Brent. The next one is from NT underscore. <laughs> I'm not quite sure who that is, but... Someone related Jason, to Heartless underscore... <laughs> they have the the same surname. Yeah. So the, the, what these tweets are actually in response to is Jason sent out a Twitter message to anybody following us saying, "Hey, what should we rant about on our next episode? Send a tweet or a Twitter response back to us." So Open Edge Open Edge Ones was about saving Chuck on NBC Mondays. NT underscore says, "Twitter is so ADD that it just drives me." Ooh, shiny object. End of sentence. Yeah, because it can only be 140 characters. Uh, yes. I was wanting to make a new a new one that's only two characters. Because <laughs> if this is great, that would be greater. Have you seen the, the Flutter hoax parody video? No, is that the one that's like 16 characters or something? Yeah, 20, 20. 26 characters. Flutter? <laughs> no. Yeah, there's a video out on the internet oh, in God. case there's anybody who's annoyed with the concept of twitter which i know there are several people who Me. are like mark <laughs> check out the video for flutter it's this parody it's not that funny which is why i haven't recommended it before but it's it's kind of funny if you find twitter to be a ludicrous idea that microblogging because it just takes the concept of twitter to an incredible extreme but still maintaining the cutesy bird metaphors yes which is really what makes Twitter so endearing. Well, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I would recommend at this point, which is totally a 90-degree <clears throat> tangent from what you're talking about, but since we're recommending things, yeah, I'd recommend go to YouTube and um, look up Lonely Island and watch every video by them. <laughs> Those are the Saturday Night Live yeah, guys, Yeah, it's they? like the Saturday Night Live guys, but they've got Justin Timberlake producing their works so it's this ultra high quality 
parody of you know all kinds of different i mean it's original stuff but it's like they're they're t- basically taking a shot at pop culture and it's it's pretty damn entertaining i love that one video that you downloaded last week that we watched about them singing about how they can't believe they're on a boat they're on a, yeah it's the song called i'm on a boat <laughs> and they're on a boat <laughs> it's just uh, with t-pain with t-pain featuring t-pain uh, it's just freaking hilarious because yeah. it's so dumb that's it's, why i love it's it it's incredibly stupid and then there's one called uh, i'm a boss which is really good where i'm a boss i'm a boss yeah jason <laughs> turned me on to that one but they're famous most famous or infamous for the dick in the box song that they did yeah which and is uh, using my pants and sunday morning yeah. the natalie portman one. Oh, the natalie portman which was I awesome love. yeah where she's a gangster rapper that's, yeah if you can imagine it all 40 pounds of her so pretty good stuff and that's enough feedback for us this week we hope you have more stuff for us next week mail at channelmassive.com or channel dot channelmassive.com slash fuck it twitter.com slash channelmassive or channel.massive.skype those are your three methods of interfacing or eight six seven five three oh nine yeah, Jenny, Jenny, <laughs> they were my magic shoes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, Jason, what time is it? It's time for the weekend gaming. So for our first news story, we know you want to hear about the <laughs> That's the sound of Warhammer. <laughs> that is the sound of Warhammer. <laughs> we thought it was funny. Uh, yeah, Screw you if you're not laughing. It's I funny. Think it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get us wrong. We still love Warhammer. But we just like saying, wah. <laughs> Sands of Time event is now live. It is live through the 27th, which may be before we release this episode. Depends. It may still be going on when we release this episode. It will be up to you to check your computer clock right now or your calendar on the wall or <laughs> your sundial. I don't know. Yes, if you have a sundial. I recommend you check that first. Check the position of the moon. <laughs> if you constructed know. your own stone hinge, perhaps <laughs> you could f- figure it out. If you're getting close to the bread ro- the blood right sacrifice. Yeah, yes, call us. Of course. As always, call us first. <laughs> yes, yes. We want pictures and YouTube videos, please. We digress. The Sands of Time event is the prelude that's going to lead to the unveiling of the land of the dead. Yeah. The desert. Slash Egyptian area. And it, man, it looks cool. It's so funny, though, looking at this, I just, I keep having these fuzzy Age of Conan flashbacks because... Oh, because of the... The Stygians. Um, yeah. We're it's, such it's, a, uh, it's such a similar concept. Desert, yeah. evil, necrophiliacs. Mm, necrophiliacs. <laughs> I got in trouble two Must Nintendo my... Joe show goes <laughs> shows ago. Shows ago. Gosh, ago. that's really hard to that say. That's like a Dr. Seuss thing. Yeah, <laughs> I I mentioned I, I combined necrophiliac with unicorn, and apparently that was <laughs> <laughs> necrophiliac was the unicorn. 
Did it suffer at the hands of a necrophiliac, or was it a necrophiliac <laughs> unicorn? It was the latter. Oh, poking people with its <laughs> horn? Oh, <my> God. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you totally went the exact same place that my co-host went, except further. <laughs> I've been at this longer than they have. <laughs> yes, he is. Try them in a He's couple younger. Years. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, there's a, the last the last segment of Dojo Shogo is always concluding words of wisdom, where we find really <laughs> bad video game quotes that are even worse when you take them out of context from the game. Oh, yeah. And mine was some random, I don't know, Neo Geo game or whatever from the 90s. There's some elf chick, and she's running a shop, and she says... A unicorn lives in the grave nearby. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell type of unicorn lives in a grave? Mm. <laughs> and so that's, you know, led to Necrophiliac Unicorn, which brings us back to the Sands of Time event over yeah. our Oh, I'm on board now. <laughs> A slow trickle of questionable artifacts has begun to surface on the warfront as an initial uh, blah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty exciting. It looks cool. And um, if you're Jason, you've probably achieved all of the events already, and it took no effort whatsoever. And it was simple. It was easy. As Jason always tells us, yeah. oh, well, I got it all done. I got it done. You guys need time management. It really doesn't take a lot of work. You yeah. just need to do it. You just got to log in and throw some pies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. So... You'll have to report back to us. I wish we could have got Jim to play this because look at the final reward. Elite aviator goggles that look much like his night vision goggles. <laughs> he does. And he, I hope when he starts playing champions that he equips his character with goggles. He's got to. It's, it's his birthright. Oh, yeah. He's got to have he the big-ass goggles. That. Yeah. There's they no have, other way. For kids, they have them at, um, like, Toys R Us. They're these, like, fake night vision goggles, and I've been debating getting him some for his, like, his death-defying bike rides across town. Like, where he, like, gets on Facebook after riding through a blizzard and is like, I got hit by something. It's like, yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> the odds were in favor of But if you'd of that. had night vision goggles on. <laughs> well, that would have been a totally different story. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yes. So wait, I think you if, got a lot about got a lot out of our Warhammer details with that <laughs> report. <laughs> Aren't you glad that we're still talking about MMOs yeah. with such incredible Zeal. depth and analysis and insightful remarks? Let's see if we can do better on the next topic. Well, it's actually much more suited for us. It's about Peggle. Peggle. <laughs> Peggle has been brought into World of Warcraft in another indication that Blizzard realizes that its core gameplay is not compelling enough. I disagree. Or that uh, over 60% of its game players are now only made up of casual gamers, <laughs> and this is the only way to keep their subscriptions running. It's like, yeah, they must have... They must be like 60% of those casual gamers. Oh, no, of those 60% gamers who are casual gamers, 100% also suffer from ADD and are like, <laughs> I can't possibly spend this time playing one game. I can't commit to that. I must be playing Peggle within World of Warcraft <laughs> while simultaneously watching a Star Trek episode and listening to NPR. That's Generation Z, I believe, yeah. coming up behind us. I guess so. You know what I'd really like to see thinking about that? I want to see a multiboxer. That has that's running like twelve accounts at once, in addition to twelve like six pegles and six bejewels at once. That while will raiding, be impressive. While while raiding like Nax or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now that that's 
that's my new challenge to the multiboxers. That's a pretty good challenge. I'd like to see that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, as you may have gathered, you can now play, thanks to PopCap, you can play Peggle within WoW. And, and it's it is well cool. done. Yeah. yeah, it's got 12 levels, and the backgrounds and the boards, the arrangement of the pegs, they're all brand new. They're custom-based on existing Azeroth locations. So you've got a cool dwarf scenery backdrop. You've got some other ones. The one the There's two primary differences from regular Peggle, though. One is, in traditional Peggle, there are these overlords or animal masters of the boards. And <laughs> unicorns with a penchant for buggery. <laughs> there is a unicorn in, in Pickle. And each of those overlords, it's totally the wrong word, but each of those overlords gives you a special power in Pickle. So the unicorn, for instance, gives you the ability to see in what direction your ball will bounce off the pegs. Oh, like the first bounce? Yeah. And then... the and. In World of Warcraft, they also have the UFO alien overlord. His power is if you hit a green peg, all the surrounding pegs get lit up to be cleared whether or not your ball actually hit them. Oh, okay. So you can only use those two different powers. You can select which one you want going into a level. But what's cool is they've added a weird MMO-esque twist to it that you can level up how you score points in the game. Oh, wow. So... Based on how you play the game, I guess there's some kind of experience point system where you can say, all right, from this point forward, I'm going to get 4% more points for whenever I hit a blue peg. Wow. Or I'm going to level up what this point value is. And it's kind of cool. That's like the the Warhammer racial hatred thing for, like, you you, you um, cause more negative morale or something against dwarves or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, I've got a couple of those like, powers, actually. So you could, you could do that with Peggle. Like, I hate the blue ones, so I'll get the <laughs> yeah. my racial nemesis. So it's kind of cool. There's huh. it's, it's, a better, it's potentially a better implementation than Bejeweled. I don't know if there's anything special about Bejeweled's implementation other than... It's just bejeweled. Are you going to resubscribe to WoW so you can play Peggle? No. That'd be really funny. <laughs> Check it out. That'd be a waste of money. I resubscribed to WoW, bought Peggle, and now I'm playing it. <laughs> well, my DS just I just want to see the new boards, dust. that's all. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. And then our next game we'll talk about is Age of Conan, but not really. Yeah, we'll make fun of it mostly. There is a company out there, and this is... It's just been around the corner. It's on the verge of being really big, I think, for a lot of video games. And we've seen some of it in Xbox Live games. What I'm referring to is hooking up a camera to your computer, taking a picture of yourself, and then mapping your face onto the character in the game. I think they do that with some golf titles, some tennis titles. Oh, yeah. EA. I think there's there might be... A, I'm pretty sure there's a... It might be Call of Duty or Counter-Strike. I thought a shooter also allows you to do it, but I can't think if that's that's true or not. Please correct me, listeners. I love being corrected. <laughs> you were incorrect. <laughs> but Moron. there's a company called Big Stage that is trying to leverage this software and <laughs> has launched a contest called Big Stage, that's the name of the company, Crown Yourself King Conan Contest. So the idea is you generate a, you you come up with a screenshot of your face mapped on an Age of Conan character and if you go and check out this story over on massively.com from our show notes from our show notes, show notes you can see a picture of the concept art of Conan that was made for Age of Conan where he's sitting in his throne and is holding his sword in front of you 
But with some creepy guy's face on it. <laughs> he looks a lot like a hippie we used to work with. He, uh, he does. Oh, my oh, gosh. You hey, go Mark. There. I <laughs> once used to climb mountains. I know how to play banjo. I've got a cobra. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll stop right there. Yeah. <laughs> but then as it turns out, this te- so there's all this this buzz and excitement. Wow. We can actually map our own faces onto the Age of Conan character models, which are already really sexy. They look great. I don't think they need to be changed. I love the Age of Conan faces. Imagine my my female conqueror, though. My <laughs> face. Oh. With a, a full face of stubble. Yeah. Hi. Half beard. My name's, my name's Candy. <laughs> How are you doing? There are definitely some perverse ramifications that could be possible. But as it turns out, even though... Big Stage is using a Conan-based contest. They said, quote, While Big Stage may be planning to implement the technology in games soon, it is not currently slated for implementation at Age of Conan. Oh. I Scratch that. That's not from Big Stage. That's from Funcom. A Funcom spokesperson responding to a question from MMORPG.com. So don't get too excited. That's disappointing. Because that would be... I can't think of a genre that would benefit better from this technology than MMOs because yeah. MMO characters always look all the same. Yeah. And so many developers have shown throughout the years they don't have the balls, the courage, the money, or the time to create the custom character creator that we've gotten in City of Heroes. Yeah. They keep churning out these kind of customizable characters, but everybody still looks the same. And they're only differentiated by how much time they've spent in the game and what type of clothes they're wearing. Pretty much. It'd be so cool if we could actually really easily tell NPCs apart from hero characters because they look like real people and they don't look like any other face in the game. Yeah, that'd be... And with the way the characters have the, the good motion and stuff in uh, Age of Conan, you know? I mean, it would be it would fit that much better than say WoW, which is more cartoonish or very true. You know, like you have this like how would you cartoonicize like a, a face with that versus like a, something a little more gritty like Age of Conan? You know, you could. I think it'd be hit or miss. Yeah. The thing I can think of that's similar to that is that Obama poster generator. Oh, oh where yeah. You're able to upload a photo and make it look a lot like the yeah. painting that was used to promote Obama's campaign last year. Yeah. It'd be something like that, but. Even those, every once in a while you see them, and they just don't, they don't quite look like it. Yeah. They have too much detail. Yeah. But I, it'd be intriguing to see. Yeah. It's possible. Well, hopefully I'll be able to make my female conqueror look just like me. <laughs> Someday. Over in EverQuest 2 land, you can now write your own blog with an EverQuest. The <laughs> SOE says, we don't want to distract you with casual games like Blizzard is. We're going to let you write your own novels. God, we'll uh, give you a blank book. It'll be leather bound, and then you can start writing in it. Couldn't I do that in like Ultima online? I don't it know. It seems like I could get paper in that and write on it. I'm just thinking. Wow, will the the next big thing be that you you ha- you can choose a character class and level and become? No, just, uh, it seems pretty. I don't know. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't put too much excitement behind that i can kind of see the developers thinking like wow we 
user-generated content, Wikipedia, that's totally the wave of the future. But nobody's done this before. Nobody's, No other games allowed you to write books inside the game. And gamers can write these stories about their adventures and really personalize the experience went through. It'll be so amazing because then gamers can trade books with each other. <laughs> but we'll make sure that other gamers can't edit your book. Right. So it'll always be your creation, but you can trade them and it'll be so... You know, MMOs, uh, another big staple of MMOs is how many people hate lore. Yeah. If people don't want to read the flipping quests that are Are in the game... Are they really going to read your stupid book? Exactly, especially when there's no pictures. It's just all plain text. Yeah. um, It's funny, though, when you said... Because, you know, you envision, like, this... um, Think tank. Roughly... (laughs) Well, I think of this, like, you know, rough-hewn-looking parchment that somebody has, you know, written their story in and passed it on or whatever, the news or... And I was actually watching the Honest to God Real News the other day, and they were talking about the demise of the newspaper and how, you know, all the newspaper companies are either... They're not publishing as often, you know, not like it's, it's not a daily publication now, it's just like a weekend one, or they're merging with other newspapers that were used to be their arch rivals, or they're shutting down altogether... And they were talking about how so many of them, much of what's happened is they've been thwarted by blogging and the, the, the blogosphere for whatever the region is. And Twitter. Uh, yeah, and, and Twitter and Facebook and all that. But social networking and, and specifically blogging has kind of, you know, killed them. Well, what's interesting is the first newspaper that was published in the United States had empty pages in the back and the idea was <laughs> you would read the stories in the newspaper and then you would comment on it and pass it on so essentially blogging was reinvented back you know way back in <laughs> like the, in the 1700s, 1800s. Yeah. The 1700s yeah and it's by like, newspapers and what happened was people started to there was there eventually became came a backlash where they said well these people that are you know, adding or contributing to the newspaper articles are unreliable, and the news is unreliable, and that's why it went away and became just, you know, newspaper. So it's like it was, it was like this. Oh wow, this has all happened before, kind of, kind of moment. You know, <laughs> yeah. where you wonder if you know, will will eventually, will people eventually go? Hey, these guys writing blogs don't know what the hell they're talking about. You know, <laughs> or they don't have they don't have any kind of journalistic, um, or you just need in- like a, integrity or a fascist government to step in and shut down all blogs. And that would be really the perfect the place ideal for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, well, think about these books. Just how insidious they could be. You could potentially have someone write something really pornographic or obscene and then give it to like a 13 year old gamer playing it oh yeah that could be a real issue you could have people writing stories and then they're like interspersed with gold farming ads oh yeah yeah come to blah 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 i i'm not sure how they're going to police this or not but there's potential for problems definitely yeah and honest, I can think of schemes just sitting here. I know Noah. Noah's Noah's here to take advantage. Perhaps you can, you can put Channel Massive in every single one, <laughs> or spin my first tale of the adventures of the necrophilia the, unicorn. Yes, it was a night like no other. <laughs> Pokey the unicorn felt a hunger, a yearning of sorts. Did you say Pokey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. It would uh, only be sated by one thing. <laughs> more poking. <laughs> more poking. <laughs> uh, okay, so we we digress. Um, we have one more MMO to talk about. So hang in there. Hang in there. 
Listeners. Baby. <laughs> there will be more from Pokey later. Shadowbane. Uh, <laughs> so. Shadowbane has named its the day it's going to die. Unlike the rest of us who can't re- always know when we're going to die, yes. Shadowbane does know. And they've named the date. It's May 1st. Much like the Cyclops in Crawl, they know <laughs> when they will die. <laughs> the gem is sparking in their hand. If they try to avoid this fate, they will suffer extremely. <laughs> as did the Cyclops when he was crushed by a door. So it's always sad well, it's often sad. I won't say it's always sad. Often. Occasionally sad. <laughs> when <laughs> when an MMO has to shut down, especially when it's like six or seven years old, as Shadowbane is, and there is an official farewell over on the Ubisoft Shadowbane website, which is chronicle.ubi.com. That's UBI. And yes, listeners, I've researched it. I used to always say Ubisoft, but then I went and researched it, and apparently it's Ubisoft, so whatever. Anyways, this post which was put up on April 17th it, it talks about there. it was the best of times it was the worst of times blah 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 what I, I really like is this sentence <laughs> that talks down I think to MMO players everywhere you are idiots <laughs> the children of the children of Aranth formed communities better known as guilds <laughs> to achieve their common goals <laughs> and then the next word we're going to teach you after guilds is dungeons. And then there's another concept. <laughs> we will call it lore, where we tell you how it is. And then it talks about acorns and seeds and trees and roars and battlefields and um, it's, hmm. it's pretty cool. And then after all of those cheesy metaphors and explaining to you the basic terms of MMOs as if someone who's playing Shadowbane doesn't know them, they say, remember, play to crush. Play what to crush? <laughs> You've just pulled the proverbial rug out from under us. <laughs> Play to the death as well. I'll have to be, satisfy but... myself with a, a game that's actually current and fun. <laughs> uh, Free realms, here you come. Well, if you're if you never played Shadowbane, uh, I, I unfortunately played it. Um, unfortunately, I had a I had a character. I think he was a preacher. Was the class preacher? And uh, it was. It you know they they worked on it you know they added more to it but I could just never get past the hokey graphics it just and the screenshots here look I'm looking at the screenshots on the Chronicle of Strife website they look a lot better than I remember it <laughs> so well they probably had some upgrades over those yeah. six years because usually my memory is way kinder to the the whatever the game was than it really was like I always go back and turn like the game 1941 into a 3d uh you know high 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 definition game of some sort when actually it was like a tiny little airplane that spun around or something but yeah it it just never it never it never resonated with me and i think it missed it with a lot of a lot of gamers and instead of playing this they they played dark age of camelage or or something else kind of contemporary so uh it's still sad to see it go I wonder if it'll end up with that uh, that company, Near Death Games, that takes takes these guys before. Oh, they, that's right. They, and they put an instance of the game out. Yeah, and, and they'll like still do content updates and stuff like that. So, I'm sure there's a community for it. Yeah, there's got to be. There always is. Yeah. I mean, well, farewell into the night softly. There you go. We wish I miss you and 
I wonder who the next one will and, be. And if you're a Shadowbane player and, you know, you're sad to see it go, I, I feel your pain. I, I wasn't ready for Asheron's Call 2 to go either. That'll always, always strike a chord with me. What, not Hellgate London? Hold me. Some um, yeah, Hellgate London, no, that didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> no, no it was its there. time. <laughs> <laughs> it was time for it to go. Time to die. All right, let's take a break and drink some shots. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Fallout 3 getting its third expansion Jeez, since the game came fast, out. fast, it seems like. It, it's really impressive because that game is huge to begin with. Yeah. And they've released the Anchorage, Alaska expansion. The Pit. The Pittsburgh expansion. And now, Broken, Broken Steel. Steel, which doesn't take you to a totally different... Well, it does take you to a totally different location, but not one that's so far away from D.C. You're actually going to... Adams Air Base, which is based on Andrews Air Base or something, yeah, right next door to DC. The biggest change of all, and this just <laughs> throws me for a loop, is by downloading and installing this expansion, the ending of the the original ending of the game is removed, and the game is open and it has no ending. Which apparently, some lame group of whiners out there demanded. Although, in my opinion. <laughs> A standard console RPG or an RPG on a PC needs to have a frickin' ending. Yeah, I don't understand why. Like, if you if you if you're a Bethesda loyal fan and you really enjoyed, you know, like Morrowind and Oblivion and all that, then stick with those games. But don't like try to take a good adventure game that's totally different and stamp an in or unstamp the ending out of it. It's just yeah. I like the complete of it. It's open-ended enough. I mean... Ah, and then in addition to this, if you want another discrete adventure, Fallout New Vegas was announced for release. Uh, it's being developed by Obsidian Entertainment, which has handled uh, s- sequels for major companies like Bethesda in the past. Obsidian's going to be making... It's not a sequel to Fallout 3, and it's not related to the Washington, D.C. storyline. It's just another story in the same universe, kind of like how there's Grand Theft Auto 3, there's Grand Theft Auto Vice City, and there's Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So that's what New Vegas is going to be. It's going to be Fallout set in Las Vegas. Hmm. I wonder if they're going to merge that with CSI. You know, like, be investigating, like... Just joking. So over in... back Back to this expansion for Broken Steel... Not only does the game not end, you get to get about four to five hours more of extra missions from a commander over at the airbase, and your dog can now be resurrected. So if you select an upgrade called Puppies, when your dog dies, it will respawn as a puppy, 
at a <laughs> convenient pickup spot. You can go get it there and have it rejoin you, which is nice because the dock was a popular feature in the game. And the, even though there is no true ending to the game, what is kind of cool is I think one of the reasons people didn't want the game to end is because there's so much content yeah. that if you just blaze through and follow the storyline, then it's over. And you can't go back and see all those side quests. So that's one value of being able to accomplish the main storyline, and then you can go check out all the other stuff. But also, there are things that occur because you finish the single-player storyline, and you'll get to see how the game world's been affected or changed by that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Still, I think it needs to have a full ending. And I think if you guys are complaining about not being able to play the side quest, you should have planned your trip through DC better. <laughs> like my last visit where I was only there at night and didn't get to see the Smithsonian. Oh, that's a that's painful. That was horrible. Yeah, you got to see the Smithsonian, got to see the Air and Space Museum. Yeah, I didn't get to do anything cool oh, except bummer. get lost in DC with the actual Air Force navigator at the helm. <laughs> it's horrible. <clears throat> um... So what else do we have? We uh, have Rock Band. Lego Rock Band. Two great things that don't go well together. <laughs> so, we're not getting an official sequel to Rock Band this year. We are getting, and so far we've already started to see them come out, five new Guitar Hero games this year. Yeah, I According know. to Activision, they said they're going to have five new titles. There's Guitar Hero Metallica. There's Guitar Hero 5. There's also Band Hero, which may be one of the titles that they are looping, lumping in there. There's also DJ Hero. I'm not sure if they're lumping that in as one of their five Guitar Hero games. I, I'm not sure when Guitar Hero Hard Rock Van Halen is coming out. I think that's next year. Anyways, Electronic Arts is not one to avoid cranking out sequels and subsidiary properties. So Harmonix is giving us the Beatles experience. Right. Which is kind of like a pseudo-sequel to Rock Band, except it's it's based all on Beatles. Oh, Beatles. But that's not enough. It, there, there must be a Rock Band made exclusively for young children, and that's where Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment, uh, <laughs> Traveler's Tales, and... Backbone Entertainment and MTV and Harmonix all converge to make a plastic people version of Rock Band with all safe music. The game will not have any inappropriate music. Damn it. Which is funny because one of the songs they've touted as being in the collection is Pink So What, which yeah. definitely has a few swear words in it. So obviously the radio friendly version of that. What is I think Final Countdown's in there. Yeah, Europe's Final Countdown. <laughs> Kung Fu fighting. Yeah. And you can customize your Lego avatar. and. Well, of course you uh, can. <laughs> well, one of my co-hosts on the Dojo Show Ghost said is, it'd be cool if they mixed the actual Lego games with this <laughs> so that you could have, like, Chewbacca on the drums. Oh, that'd be and great. Lego Indiana Jones on bass or oh, whatever. Yeah. That would be really cool. No word of thoughts in there, probably not. But <laughs> coming thing, I think it's kind of cheesy. It's not something that I would want to get unless it was priced so cheap that it would be cheaper to buy that game and add those songs to my Rock Band 2 library versus purchasing them separately as downloadable content. Yeah. But the other thing that I think of, Mark, is when we go to our Rock Band parties, so often are the host of those parties has his little girl and her little friends that are all like 10 or 9 oh yeah playing right alongside us and there are a number of 
really dark and evil oh, songs. Oh, yeah, like the Nine Inch Nails library. Oh, yeah. yeah the, Not to um, mention, there's some really suggestive costumes if you're oh, going to be particularly conservative. Which I, I tend to pick out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's so, true. I definitely see there's a market for it. And if that helps get more kids potentially the idea of joining band and actually learning to do these instruments or at least having a sense of rhythm before they reach their high school prom <laughs> that's probably a good thing i i think the picture on kotaku is pretty funny with the the lego guy with his microphone and, and little lego chest hair that's, <laughs> it's quite studly it's sick and wrong he looks like a spinal tap guy <laughs> legoized and the drum set even the drum set's all plastic yeah the drum set's pretty bad that's that's great. One of the things I like most about the Lego games, though, is when people die and they just like explode into like a whole bunch of little tiny bricks. That is pretty cool. I want to see that same effect used here, but I just don't know how it can happen. Maybe if you really blow it, like you know, <laughs> like you, everybody's song, Legos just falls apart. Yeah, you just go. <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> that or the person who the person who no one could save is the first to go, and then it's like a chain <laughs> like reaction, expl- exploding <laughs> dr- Legos everywhere. <laughs> then it, it cuts into slow mo, and you see oh, and it yeah, zooms in one of the Lego pegs head. just spinning, and then it, like hits another person. Just like, <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome! I might buy it just for that. <laughs> I would totally buy it for that explosive Lego action. <laughs> yes, please. Yes. Wait. Oh wow! More rock band news. Yes, our final story is about that aforementioned Beatles game. So in addition to having custom Beatles-era instruments being produced and brand new Beatles music that's never been released before being included and authentic sound stages and locations from the Beatles' history, three-part vocal harmony is being included in Beatles That's rock pretty band. cool. I think that's that, really sweet. That's going to really raise the bar. <laughs> yeah, because there's harmonics in the past developed the karaoke revolution games. And I think in karaoke revolution two or three, they introduced two player cooperative, which mm-hmm. allowed duets yeah. like the Grease song. But I don't think there was much in the way of harmony. Yeah. And this is really cool that we could have potentially three. That's awesome. Heck yeah. And what huh. does that mean for future rock band games, future Guitar yeah, Hero World Tour all... games? Pretty soon they're going to have all these all this instrumentation. You know, it's going to be hilarious. Like, <laughs> be totally overdone. On the keyboards. <laughs> and then we'll be just like Bing Camaro, except in our living rooms. Yeah. Oh, gosh. 25 I, guys shouting into microphones at the same time. And yeah. With with uh, mustaches. It'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start growing mine in just for that. Oh, yeah. You should get going on that right away. Because I'll be able to fit both the Beatles ladder area, era, and then my Bing Camaro. Oh yeah, be- obsession. Because I love Bing Camaro. I can see that you don't, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, having seen them live once, I can say I'm not. I can't believe you did that. Not I took Jim too, which was the best part. <laughs> I thought it was his idea to go see them. No, oh. no, I had. Um, he was going to be in Boston, and they were they're from there i think or around there and yeah like well because a lot of them are from harmonics like you got to see those guys if you're in boston and i didn't tell him anything else <laughs> and then he was like well they're coming here and i was like oh man i better better you go. have to go <laughs> yeah I, we didn't make it through the whole thing pleasure oh that's the song i was thinking oh, of. oh. God, they suck okay moving on pleasure little treasure
Are you ready? Are sub- you ready? Are you ready, Subcommander Noah? <laughs> Subcommander. Shall Paul. we? Shall we begin our mission? Our next mission <laughs> takes us to India, where land of the Kama Sutra. <laughs> <laughs> where unfortunately, the first video game of notoriety that's been developed there is not about the Kama Sutra, no. but is st- instead based on a Hindu deity. Hanuman Boy Warrior is the name of this title, and it's for PlayStation 2, so... They're keeping abreast <laughs> of technology there. Yeah. As it turns out, someone in the U.S. thinks that this game is highly offensive because it's allowing you to control and manipulate Lord Hanuman with the joystick... Slash button, slash keyboard, slash mouse. <laughs> All kinds of devices at your disposal to to control the god Hanuman. And according to this Hindu spokesman, Rajan Zed, he says that this is denigration of the deity, and you sh- to reduce it just to a character uh, is is just insulting to the religion and not only that it puts this is the best part and i'm just gonna have to read this to you guys because it's, it's just funny can you read it like an indian <laughs> no i'm not going to do that <laughs> i didn't say that i couldn't you're not going to not going to you read it like jason reading it like an indian <laughs> <laughs> i'm not jason <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though to imagine him reading this with that accent which re- means I so should it surely be... start out as oh what are you talking about wait a minute <laughs> so R- Rajan Zed further said that rhymes that Rajan. as a Playstation 2 video game Lord Hanuman would be in the company of America's 10 most wanted bad boys Barbie Britney's Dance Beat, First Kiss Stories, <gasps> Guitar Freaks, Jackass, <gasps> Killer Seven, Looney Tunes, Mafia, Mercenaries, Midnight Club, Mr. Mosquito, Nicktoons, Psychonauts, Scooby-Doo, Truckers, etc. Truckers. Oh, truckers. Which is so ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it's a ridiculous list because, first of all, he names off some properties that were exclusively on GameCube. <laughs> or 360. And... <laughs> well, he and Jack Thompson should... Form a, a coalition of of un uninspired hatred. But the the funnier thing in this story is not so much uh, okay making fun of religion or or debasing someone's religion. We're all for that here. Isn't necessarily funny, but just hilarious. Sorry. As game as the game politics story points out that you can find in our show notes. Nobody in India where this game's come from and where there's a lot of Hindus is complaining about the game. In fact, there are complaints about the game, but it's not about the content. It's about how much it sucks. And if there's any reason why this game should be pulled from availability, it's because it's that bad. It's just a crappy game. It doesn't matter what the content is. It sucks. It's torturous to play. So guess what, Mr. Zed? No one's going to want to play it anyways. But thank you. Thank you very much for your 15 minutes of fame. Please come again. <laughs> you are now dismissed. Yes. <laughs> Summarily. <laughs> uh. Then in the G's OK file, <laughs> MTV Multiplayer conducted an interview with Mike Tyson, apparently solely for the purpose of stitching together a couple sound clips that just further cement stereotypical views that Mike Tyson is a total dumbass and 
not worth ever paying attention to, let alone interviewing MTV Multiplayer, by the way. Nice work, MTV Multiplayer. <laughs> they asked him if he knew about the upcoming Punch-Out game on Wii, and if he ever played the one that was on the NES, which was originally Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, but then changed to Mr. Dream's Punch-Out when the Mike Tyson scandals started up. And Mike Tyson says that he only played the game once, he got owned, and he never played it again. But he does know quite well that he might be a part of the latest Fight Night Round 4 from Electronic <laughs> Arts because he thinks some people came up and talked to him and to being that. But in general, he doesn't play video games like that because he likes games with story. Yeah. Like Resident Evil and Gods of War. Which, you know what? That's I don't think anyone would disagree with that. <laughs> I mean, and that he doesn't like sports because he's been boxing since he was a kid and never played sports to begin with. Yeah, that's cool. So, I guess, I guess, geez, well, well done, MTV. You, you really, you really made a, a, good guy look bad. Oh wait, yeah. you, no, <laughs> really, you didn't contribute anything. No, it was really <laughs> the contribution is null. But we, we, we wanted to talk about it because we think. <laughs> Jason thinks. <laughs> we think we think that it's it's worth mentioning. <laughs> and maybe we never mention it again. It will become, we will call it Project Unmentionable. <laughs> now our last story, which actually is pretty freaking exciting if you ever played the system, is out of nowhere, the Dreamcast has been resurrected and is being sold, or at least was being sold until it was sold out, over on, was it ThinkGeek? Yeah, Think Geek. That is the coolest thing. $99 for a in, an in-the-box Dreamcast. That is... Never been opened, never been used. Mint condition. Complete with modem, 56K modem, ultra-long <laughs> RJ11 cable, so that you can jack in to the interwebs. Yes. Uh, and a game demo disc. That is, like, the coolest thing. Personally, I would prefer to emulate it with something. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, that if, Dreamcast was one, remains one of my favorite all-time systems. You have one, right? Yeah, I, I have one. I have four controllers. When you used to do that thing where you had like your, your your, it was like the the Expedition Archive un unarchive the the video game systems in chronological order, where you had that big cabinet in your entertainment uh -huh. center, and and the farther back you went, the older the systems until you were finally back at like the Intellivision. But as you worked <laughs> your way forward, there was like a Dreamcast about in the middle, as yeah, I recall. That's true. And I dig out my Samba like a Turbo Amigo Graphic Maraca sixteen, boxes. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, there's. The, the system may have only been around for a year and a half, but aside from maybe the DS, yeah, I don't even, I don't think there's been any other system that has packed that many must-have, very different, kick-ass games in a single year. Yeah. It just really captured my imagination. It was a lot of fun. There were great fighters. There were great RPGs. There was weird music games, and that was back when music games weren't a big deal. And there was just obscure stuff that was really cool, like Jet Grind Radio. Just so many neat experiences, a lot of fun. And it's cool to see this unfortunately prematurely killed hardware get a random epilogue. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like, it's 
It's way better than the Atari joysticks that have that come with a bunch of 2600 games on them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and if this was like Sega Saturns or something like that, yeah, it'd be like it would be much less likely to be mentioned on our show. <laughs> Bali Entertainment System or something. Yeah. Um, but no, that's cool. It's kind of cool. If listeners, if one of you actually got one of these, let us know and then tell us what you're actually going to do with it. Because I'm not sure where you're going to find software unless you get it through various funky channels. Yeah, that's it's interesting, though. Let us know if you get mm-hmm. one. What's our final story? A baby-shaking iPhone game? <laughs> this is insane. And I like it just because I like Apple getting bad press. Because <laughs> <laughs> they piss me off. Uh, so, Apple is kicking major butt with its app software and that you can buy games, you can get games for free, much like Xbox Live Arcade, much like WiiWare, except much better, much more variety, and much cheaper, quicker using, to download. Using things like a gyroscope and touchscreens and yeah. know, cool technologies. Yeah, it's it's really, really neat. Well, somebody with a very twisted sense of humor thought, hey, wow, tilt controls... Let's make a game about shaking babies! And it's a parody. And this is what's really obnoxious about it, is they write maybe 75 words in the description talking about how how annoying babies are and how wonderful it would be to shake them to silence, and then ends with the sentence, never, never shake a baby. Yeah, it's a pretty asinine thing. It has one review, and that one review and the screenshot was two stars. So they found some entertainment in it. Yeah. It's horrible, though. It's just like a horrible... It's been... It's on... The article is on, what, GamePolitics.com? Yeah. And uh, just talks about it. And it's been removed from the um, from the App Store. But so. that's really the big controversy, is apparently Apple is supposed to be some kind of gateway that determines what games go on their service, but I don't think anybody was is really man in the post, which would explain why there's so much content available, yeah. why there's so much cheap content available, is because nobody's really reviewing this crap. But how can you even let a game that's got the title Baby Shaker go yeah. by? So it was put on iTunes, uh, it was it was pulled from iTunes, then made available, and then pulled again. Yeah. And then on top of that, Somebody from New York Times is taking the opposite stance, saying that the App Store is more like a bookstore. There are going to be books that are highly incendiary in a bookstore that are about racist things or about how to make bombs or whatever. And yet nobody says, burn down all the bookstores or burn all the books. This New York Times writer says this game should have been allowed to be there because... That's the way it's going to be. When you have a really broad selection, there's going to be stuff that's offensive. There's going to be stuff that's not offensive. And Apple shouldn't have decided to remove it. Yeah. I, Which I kind of have to disagree with. It's just, yeah, it should be gone. I mean, I can understand somebody from a newspaper being all concerned about free speech and the First Amendment and freedom of expression and blah, blah, blah. But... I think there's a line that was crossed with this one. Yeah, it's pretty bad. If you do want to shake the hell out of something, get Pocket God, which is a highly rated app for the iPhone, which lets you torture and torment um, natives on a small island or feed them to sharks. But one thing you can do is pick them up and shake them. You can also hover a magnifying lens over them and set them on fire. 
can cause a volcano to erupt or an ant colony to erupt or all kinds of cool things, lightning, thunder. You yeah, know. it kind of reminds me. There's like every once in a while I'll see a flash movie that pops up around the holidays where it's like a snow globe. And there's all these little people inside the snow globe and they come out of their house and they ride the sled and everything. And then you can click on the snow globe and check it around and then like all the people fly around <laughs> the snow carnage. globe and everything and then you put it back down and then they settle back down they go back into the routines oh jeez that's comical I can see the comedy there I can see the comedy yeah. in Pocket God but for something that's a really controversial issue like I mean this, it that's, totally destroys lives yeah it's not that and to think there's so many kids out there that have iPhones because they have to be the cool kids they have to have this and to think that you could be putting that into their hands oh, when yeah. there's no rating system, there's no intermediary like at a GameStop that says, hey, I need to, in the best case scenario, I need to check your ID before I let you buy this mature game. Oh, yeah. Nobody's stopping you from what you buy on the App Store. And yeah. so potentially kids, if there's no con- controls put in place, could have bought this and thought it was really funny and gone home and did it to their little baby sibling. Or Yeah, it's kind of a horrible... Yeah. Not to get all crazy on you guys with our concern, but still, <laughs> just some things are truly tasteless, even to us. <laughs> Let us know if you think that's insane or right on. Send in your feedback to mail at channelmassive.com or twitter.com slash channelmassive or channel.massive.skype. And now it's time for... So this week, there's not too much Steria in Margo Steria, but there is a lot of blogs being written about one thing, and that is... Free Realms. Dun, dun, dun. The NDA for the closed beta has finally lifted, and bloggers everywhere have leapt to their keyboards. <laughs> Interesting. In our case, <laughs> all the female bloggers have. <laughs> and Jason has compiled a nice selection of feedback from these folks. And the reason why I say there's not a lot of hysteria is because this is a game so many of us MMO players were ready to hate and just criticize as being really crappy. Now, granted, there's tons of free MMOs out there that, but but they don't have as they don't come from as high profile of a developer, and so that's what made this such a ripe target, especially with cheesy marketing phrases like "It's not just a game; it's an attitude." Attitude. As it turns out, though, there's lots of variety. The client is very quick to download and install. You can get in the game really quickly and easily. And being a free game that actually is wanting to try to get you to subscribe, there are lots of roadblocks that will say, oh, pay only, such as if you wanted to have a pet. You need to be a paying member. And some quests, they'll progress so far up until a point where it's like, all right, you need to pay to finish the rest of this quest. (laughs) Sly bastards. Yeah. Which isn't unusual. That happens in several free MMOs, but you can still keep playing, and there's lots of different tasks you can do, whether it's cart racing, or you actually morph into a postman and do delivery of letters, Hobbit style. Oh, God. (laughs) But apparently it's actually fun. And generally, it looks great. It looks almost identical to World of Warcraft's interface and graphics. The interface actually is apparently even better than other MMOs that are out there. It's 
pretty easy to get into. Here's some quotes from Tintun Hammer. For an MMO marketed as a great bridge to bring young players into gaming, I think Free Realms will have better hold among casual adult gamers and women than with teens. I found the explosion of, 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 of available quests in Sanctuary, which is the first area you go to after training, disconcerting, despite the fact that I am a reasonably educated adult with the modicum of patience <laughs> and maturity. Cupcake, whose boyfriend is actually a designer on the team making this game, is a little bit biased, but what's interesting here is she started out her blog entry saying how much she was actually happy with it and it's very rare for her to be happy with the game she usually likes to critique them quite a bit she's her take free realms is going to be very successful far from far more successful than any of soe's current titles including the old school everquest soe are going to make a few new to the free to play market mistakes but it's not going to matter much in the long run the game is going to infiltrate households across north america by the million Tipa, she says, Free Realms offers so much variety, it's hard not to like this game, except for the issues, which may be because I have a crumbing computer, admittedly. The game sometimes gets in a state where it starts choking and stalling. I think this might be because of interactions with Xfire, the tool I need to run because it is the official communication tool of Nostalgia the Meta Guild. In this state, it becomes impossible to play unless I reboot. Oh, God. Yeah, Granted, that's... this is a beta. Yeah. Scopeek says, it's not perfect, of course. It could stand to include more guidance than it offers now. While it is a sandbox game, many younger players might get confused about what they should do once the interquests are done. My daughter, eight years old, experienced this exact symptom on her account, driving me nuts, pestering me to help her figure out what she needed to do next. <laughs> you need to grind for my character. That's what you need to do, you little brat. <laughs> and last but not least, Stargrace says, my own thoughts on the matter? I have been playing the beta a little while now, and I'm really enjoying the overall game. Do I think it will ever be my personal number one game? No, not really. It's great as a secondary game. Something you can dip into for a short period of time, kind of like Bejeweled or Pagel. Oh, wow. <laughs> and have a little fun with. I'm not exactly happy that you can only obtain a permanent pet through purchasing one for real money, but as Cappy, but as Cuppy states in her post above, that could always change. Hmm. Star Grace believes that pets is the magic bullet to get everybody to sign up because they're so darn cute, and once you have a pet, then you're going to want to accessorize it to all all ends of the earth. Well, everybody loves the pets in WoW, which there's gazillions of them, so maybe, you know, I don't know. I'm not too excited about that game. I, I, I haven't, admittedly, I haven't yet played it. Yeah. So I need to try it out for myself, but I, I'm with the 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 final opinion there that not as a primary game probably but maybe just something to and that's check something out. that Tintun Hammer said as well because it's a free game that has so many now you need to pay dead ends yeah it'll never be a top ten game that they recommend but, unless something major changes but right it's worth giving a try it's not worth it's not something you should automatically write off and dismisses a bunch of junk. Yeah, it could be fun to group with. Like, it might be a really good thing for, like, a LAN party or something. Where you, yeah, who knows? I have to check it out. But. Yeah. Listeners, if any of you have gotten some time in with this and want to give us your own personal impressions and predictions of the game's upcoming success or failure, send them to mail at channelmassive.com and we will include them in episode 88. Yes, and if you have a really crazy, whacked-out opinion, we'd really like to hear that even more. Yeah. <laughs> like, but don't fake it, because it we can tell It will be the next age it. of Conan. It will go M. Rated M. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. We, we look forward to your commentary. Uh, I guess that concludes episode 87. 
Jasonless in the basement in Denver. Yeah. We hope you like the show, and if you have topics that you want us to include in our next show, since we've got this wide open format, we are happy to hear what they are. Send them over to our Twitter feed over at twitter.com slash channelmassive or to channel.massive at Skype as an audio recording. Maybe there's something you want to rant about the new live event over on Warhammer. Oh, yeah. Whether you liked it or not. Or if you're really sad about Shadowing, what are you going to play next? Yeah, find something else that's really You must replace bad. your addiction with something else. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you, and we hope that you give us something that we can share with everybody else on episode 88. Until then, I'll feature soon. Yes. Wow.